Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies buddies talking about cinema. Hey, Cinnabud, we are back. You're welcome. Not just shorts, we're going long. We're talking about movies again. We took a little break. We had... We had the Milwaukee Film Festival, <laughs> which has left me a shell of a man. <laughs> you said that with just nothing behind yeah, my your eyes. eyes. are half open <laughs> permanently. Yes. So the Milwaukee, we had the Milwaukee Film Festival, and now we're back. So, and boy, are we blessed. It was a fun time. This is a fun time at the movies. Yeah. We're in a good period. We are in Oscar season. Um, looking forward to seeing and reviewing all movies from yeah. here on out because we got some weird ones, we got some artsy yeah. ones, we this got some a good big time. ones. A lot of good, good stuff coming out, and not just the Oscar bait movies, right. but like the some impressive ones. Yeah. And today we are talking about a movie that was at the Milwaukee Film Festival, and yeah. people have been talking about as um, Oscar. as Oscar worthy. The movie Parasite. Parasite is from director Bong Joon-ho. You may have seen Bong Joon-ho's previous movie, Snowpiercer, which is still on Netflix. Yeah. Um, And Okja. Which might still be on Netflix. I assume forever. Yeah, I assume forever. Um, Don't forget The Host, which is my personal favorite. And The Host. <laughs> Bong Joon-ho, is, he's known for doing, like, both of those movies um, had bits of kind of, like, social commentaries mm-hmm. to them, but um, not weren't, weren't overwrought with them. Yeah. But also, like, all the movies have... A bit of weirdness. They're unpredictable in a similar way and all weird in a similar way. And Parasite is kind of similar. We don't want to spoil too much about this. We will later. Yeah. But um, Christopher, could you give us a little rundown of what Parasite is about or what you can kind of expect the, the shape of it to be? Yeah, it's essentially about a family of four. They're, uh, they work hard, but they are kind of, they're very, very poor. Yes. The window is up high. Yes. They have to look up to look out. Um, and they find, they're also very clever, and they find this opportunity to kind of uh, weasel their way in to a rich family's life. Uh, one is through tutoring, which is pretty straightforward, mm-hmm. but then the son who becomes the tutor of this rich family's daughter finds a way to bring the rest of his family in through sinister means. And then other things happen. And then it escalates. And as then it all good movies do. Yes. Um it's been up for several awards. It's gotten it's 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 been buzzy. Yeah, it premiered at uh the uh which festival? The Cannes Film Festival. And it won the Palme d'Or, which is the top prize, by a unanimous vote, which is very rare. And it's the first Korean film to win the Palme d'Or. So it's very impressive. So it's been winning accolades. It's been talked about. Um, it's been, buzzing, it's buzzing been doing right now. Great at the box office too. Oh my god! For a foreign we... film, it's made like eleven million over here, but worldwide, it's made over a hundred and ten million dollars. And when we saw it at the Oriental, uh, like it was a packed Super house. Super full. It yeah. was like the f- film festival was still going on. I yeah. was I was used to it being just like. 
dead after that. Yeah, but we saw it tons. on a Friday. On a Saturday, I heard uh, it was almost full. Wow. Yeah. So, is it worth it? What do you think? Uh, probably in my top three favorite films of the year. 100% worth it. And it's weird Absolutely because everyone loved. I know is saying similar things. And I'm like, oh, no, too much hype, too much hype. No, and, lived up to the hype for me. It lived up to the hype. It was very, very good. We loved Parasite. Yeah. It's a movie that is difficult to talk about without spoiling. So we'll save that so for the So we're gonna? Not, <laughs> so we're gonna. now. Right. When we come back, we are going to break down the whole thing. Uh-oh. Sit tight. But we'll put it back together. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film. Offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKEFilm. Member FDIC. Support for Cinebuzz comes from your membership and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Fourth generation family owned furniture and mattress retailer serving southeastern Wisconsin since 1934. Steinhoffel's offers leather and upholstery, dining and bedroom furniture, plus fireplaces and mattresses. Online shopping at Steinhoffel's.com. Okay, and we are back. What? I'm not ready. Okay, um, Parasite. We both loved Parasite. Yep. What's your hot take? What's kind of like your big takeaway from Parasite? What's kind of like the big reason that you loved it? It's uh, it's unpredictable. Right. It's well-crafted. There's too many things. Okay. It's a very well-crafted story. Yes. That comes in stages, which is really impressive. It's kind of unique. Yeah. And it's unpredictable. Yes. Even though knowing Bong Joon-ho's other films, you're kind of waiting for like, what's the creepy, weird thing that's going to happen. Right. And before we get to that, let's yeah. just say we are going to be spoiling things. We're yeah. we're in, we're officially in spoily dish. If you've not seen the movie, still listen, but turn the volume down just so we get the, we want the stats. <laughs> okay. So, um, ready to spoil it? Yeah. I like, I really liked Parasite because I got out of it and I was like, I have, yeah. I've never really ta- seen a movie with that kind of structure. Or maybe I have, but it didn't feel like it. Right. The movie starts off as uh, a heist movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the family, um, they're, you know, they, one of them gets their way into this house. Right. How do we get everyone into the house? Yes. And it's like, and then they've got, they've each got their way in. And that's they. The, I got to say, that's one of my favorite parts is that every time they try to get somebody else to work for this family, and I say work in parentheses. Right. I mean, not parentheses. Ex- quotation marks. Exclamation very, points. very tired of I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a f- unique and funny and interesting way they get the current employee out to get the family member. And in. They, and they never say like, "Oh, my sister is this." It's it's yeah. like the way that they do it is is so removed. Yeah. Oh, my my cousin used to work for a man who was very good. But I'm going to have to track him down. Yeah. You know, it, it was like He's, it's just faintly They're very sought after. Off They'll the be hard distance. to get. Yeah. And so then that part was so much fun was how they all get into the house. And you're just like on this journey of how they're going to get into the house. And then they get into the house and you're like, okay, they've done it. They have like, they've accomplished this part. Like that could have been a whole movie in itself, you know, like, but it was all fast forward and it moved so fast. And then, and then it becomes a suspense thriller, Mm -hmm. you know, like once they're in the house and then spoiler, the family comes home. Right. They're in the house. And then all of a sudden it's like, 
you're holding your breath and you're waiting to see what happens and uh, you're not sure. And then that whole part is suspenseful. Right. And until like the family gets out and then um, at the end, when they discover the family in the basement, yeah. then um, and then when the party, then it's like this gory slasher film. Yeah. There's, and so, a bit, there's a bit of horror. There's moments of like a horror film shot like a horror film. There's moments. It's not a horror film, but right. there's moments of it. There's moments of suspense. There's that classic, like, we're having a party and parents are coming home early. Like, it's literally right. like that, except it's they don't know that this whole family knows each other and they're all drunk in their house. And then, yeah, you're right. It's the, like, how do I get out of this without them seeing? And then it becomes back to the almost the heist film. And they do it seamlessly. Like, it never feels like, oh, we're in a different film now. And it, it moved along so fast. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like because it was... Um, like it was like these three movies in one. It just like everything happened so fast, and I felt like Bong Joon Ho was was aware that you're trying to figure out this movie in your mind. Yeah. You're, you're trying to figure out the next step, and he is like, he's two steps ahead. You know, he he is like yeah. he's he's figuring it out before you. And every time I thought I had this movie figured out, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is interesting because I'm realizing now this is sort of a trend. Or it's like an opening up of the narrative structure that we're used to. There's mm -hmm. a lot of films right now that will start as one thing and they'll end as another. Or they'll go back and forth. Climax did I was going to say, you have something in your mind, Well, Climax you? did that. Takashi Miike's film that we had at the festival called First Love starts mm -hmm. out as like just a, a crime drama, ends up as a full-on goofy comedy. And you don't see that coming. Wow. Uh, Mandy. Remember Mandy? Yes. That starts off as one tone, ends very differently. <laughs> very much. So it's like these more unique Stranger Fringe movies are starting to opening up this narrative structure to be like, you know what? We can do this. Sometimes yeah. they do it effectively, sometimes not. But this one does it seamlessly. And one thing, one kind of like, you know, genre that it brought in that was really great is this movie is funny. It's hilarious. This it's movie funny. has so many funny beats to it. That it was like there was so many parts where I was just laughing. Yeah. Um, One of them uh, became like an internet sensation. So the moment the, the sister, who's very wry and clever, before she rings the bell, she pauses and does this little song that she's made up. She goes, Jessica, I'm your cousin, Illinois, Chicago. <laughs> and then and then there's like another she verse. She like a hand goes, thing. Okay, now we, now we press the button. That one became literally just was like, all over the internet. It was great. So there's some mnemonic. really wonderful moments in it. Yeah. My, I was going to ask you what some of your favorite funny parts were. That's, that's pretty good. I get why that, why that, uh, my, yeah. My, one of my favorite funny parts was, uh, the dad reciting the lines with the son. Oh, and they yeah, get yeah, yeah. like, they're, they're going and they splice it together so well right. where they have him, how it plays out first. And then they like kind of work backwards and they show that it's not as seamless as the dad is making it seem right. that they went through these lines. And he, at first he's like, he's, he's really giving it. And the son is like, you're way too yeah. hot. You're way like, you, you need to bring him, it down. Him being introduced to the man, I believe yeah. to the man who's going to work for it. He's no, that, it, it's, he's saying that the, that the maid has tuberculosis. Oh yeah. They're, yeah. they're him, trying to get that, her out. That's right. It's where they instigate the, the new deception. Yeah. It's very impressive, and the all the actors, especially the the main four family, mm -hmm. the like the poor family, um, are hilarious, and they're really good. 
all the acting in the movie is great. And it's one of those things, you know how sometimes you watch a foreign film with like a culture you're not familiar with, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm not sure if this is good acting because it's a different culture. They yeah. do things differently. Um, but this one really reads as like, no, these. this is like... Uh, My favorite actor in the movie? Yeah. The man in the basement. He's really good. He was a maniac? Yeah. And he played that with such relentless aggression and like he when you saw him on the screen running somewhere you were afraid yeah you know and respect yeah <laughs> he was so he was both funny and then at moments really frightening terrifying like a real there he had a real wildness in yeah. his like eyes because he's like pent up in this basement forever and yeah. he is like you know he's like lost he, he he's lost his you know him his humanity yeah. you know he he's just he's lost it and he, really, it was really convincing. I can't stress enough how back how this movie seamlessly goes from a moment of like this is terrifying to thrilling to funny to sweet and you never feel like like jerked around right. by the movie or it's that like, it was trying to do any one of those no, things. It's really really nicely done. It's nicely shot. Uh, the, yeah. the set, like the houses they have. And it's also a very, very clear uh, um, commentary on classism and, and that, appropriating a new uh, lifestyle for yourself, that kind of thing. And going in, I had I had heard people, I had, one of the criticisms of this, of this movie is that it's a bit too thin in terms of like metaphor or yeah. something like that and that it's it's very it's very clearly a, a class thing you know they they live underground right. and uh, they are very poor and they go to this family that is very rich but i i really never felt like that was too much no. or that was like the only thing i think the way that i heard some people lay it out was that was like the only thing that it was trying to say and i think that there was so much more to the movie than this yeah. like classism and like yeah like that is like there's a there's like a metaphor for you know yeah. for you know the the difference in classes and how much space there is be, between them and income inequality, but it it never felt like it never felt heavy handed or that that is the only that's what you're supposed to take away. Yeah, as you were supposed to take away that this was like a fun movie as well. I do. I mean, I do think that that metaphor is very clear. It's very clear, and I don't. But I don't think it's too much. I think it's like you set up. It's a very visual metaphor, and you know, storyline-wise, it's very clear. Uh, heavy-handed to me is when they just like shove it in your face. Us, oh, yeah. I don't know. Less, I don't know. It didn't bother me that much. Yeah, yeah. But know. there's other, there's intense examples of it. But I like that it's just a very clear metaphor visually. You know, when they leave the house and they're running away, they have to keep keep going down all these stairs, and then right. there's the flood. I, it doesn't bother me because this movie has that tone of like. It's kind of exceptional, over the top in in moments, and then subtle in others. But again, it does it all seamlessly. And when you have something that, like, okay, we all see this as a class metaphor, then you can hang all these details on that really well. And especially how full these characters all are, they all have their different motivations. Yeah, uh, um, he, the the son does actually kind of fall for the girl, and he wants to. You know, he yeah. says, "Can." Do I fit in here? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like he he wants to be part of that. Right. So they all have different. They all have a lot of detail to hang on. What is a very clear metaphor, and I think that's fine. <laughs> Him saying, 
<laughs> oh, this is so metaphorical. He said, yeah, that's his catchphrase. <laughs> that is his catchphrase, and it's so funny. Yeah, and maybe that's even like a, a wink at the fact that, yes, this is all we... Right. I, I know that this is a clear metaphor. I'm going to say it three times, in fact. I love that. Uh, I love the idea that that might be the case. Me too. <laughs> um, so Parasite. Parasite is a, we is liked a 100% it. must-see. 100%. I mean... It's a it's a very impressive movie. Go see it. Do you want to do a film festival wrap up too? Yeah, you want to talk about some. We didn't really say it at the top that we're going to do a little film festival review, but yeah, fifteen days. Fifteen days. Three million movies. Yeah. This. How did you handle it? You had to introduce so many movies. One. Yeah. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. I love seeing an intro movie. Oh, I, I really it. like. It. I. It really fills my heart with joy <laughs> seeing you. Seeing you do that, and uh, yeah, it's really I remember fun. When, I remember before we hosted this together, yeah. and seeing you up there and being like, "That's a fun guy," <laughs> and I still He's think a fun that. guy. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like that's my favorite part of the festival. Besides the movies, or equal to the movies, you're just is, dead inside now. Yeah, now I'm dead inside. I give it all. I leave it all on the stage, man. It's clear. No, it's fun to interact with everybody and have a good time, and everyone's gives it right back. They're all very, very appreciative and very sweet and telling you about the movies they want to see. So it's a great time. It's exhausting for sure, but I do I do like recalling all the fun stuff that we did and all the so, interactions. So I remember talking to you in previous years, and there was some years where you're like, you got a lot, you're working, yeah. you know, so you don't get to see a lot because yeah. you got to introduce like 50 films or something like that. Yeah. So like you don't get to, you don't get to go to the festival like I get to go to the festival. Right, exactly. Um, so what what did you see? This year, did I had, like? this year I caught a lot more films than I usually do. I saw I saw you in a yeah. in a couple of them. I mean, some of them it's nice because if I have to do a Q and A, if I haven't seen the film, I sit in on the film to make sure I can talk about it like a normal person. What a pro! Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the night, sometimes I can catch one when I'm not needed anymore. So I actually got to fit in a bunch. I will I can tell you my favorite of the festival, and I love the little fringe, weird ones. You know? Oh yeah. Um, in fabric. In fabric was that the one about the dress? It was, yeah. That that looked scary, it's, which it's surprisingly hilarious. Really, but it is okay. also creepy and scary, and it actually reminded me more of like a Mandy or a Beyond the Black Rainbow. Okay, but with a little bit more accessible than that, I guess. Because it was like or, I remember or Suspiria. Yeah, except you know, really pared down. <laughs> Because it was like the dress is possessed. The dress possess this dress. It's it's more than the dress is possessed. There's like a whole cult around it, um, and it's based in a department store where the dress is sold. And you just have a big smile on your yeah, face. Like it's, it's funny. Such, and everyone I talked to, a lot of the staff saw it, and a lot of staff are like, "I've not seen a movie like this." Wow, it's dang! Really cool. It's very very entertaining and crazy weird, which I thought was fantastic. Thing, in fabric. Yeah. yeah. I did talk to one person who said that was the worst movie they've ever seen. Ah! I was like, I get that. I saw a couple movies I didn't like. but it's not for everybody. That's the nature of the festival, you know? Yeah. I felt like this year, um, I'm so locked into my beats, yeah. you know, where it's like, I love the film festival for a bunch of reasons that right. I talk about all the time. You know, yeah. I love opening night. Went to opening night. Yeah. I love closing night. Went to closing night. Right. I love Stop Making Sense. I was at Stop Making yeah. Sense. I love this silent film with live orchestration. Went to that. Yeah. Love, this, love the short films. Right. Went to a bunch of those. And so I feel like my my room for kind of these structural things yeah. that I am kind of like obligated to by my right. own desire, that I have like less room for that. 
So I, I didn't see as I, I still got to see a bunch, yeah. But I didn't get to see as many, just like kind of like free form, or right, right, just right. didn't get to take as many shots, yeah. But the thing that I saw that was my favorite, aside from like seeing the Passion of Joan of Arc, yeah. What a, what a, what a beautiful film to yeah, see, yeah, yeah. And um, but my favorite aside from that was the Untitled Amazing Jonathan documentary. Oh yeah, I wondered about it? that. No, I didn't. Um, I'm, I want to spoil a bit of it. Yeah. Um, but not too much. Right. Um, so it's, it's the untitled, and it happens very fast in the, in the beginning. So it's not spoiling much to say that, um, the amazing Jonathan is a magician in Las Vegas. Yeah. Magician and comedian, right? Magician comedian. Yeah. And he is diagnosed with this, um, this disease where he has one year to live. Oh yeah. And so he was going on this like. I'm going to die to her. Yeah. And this documentarian was like, we need to like ha- do a documentary about this man who's dying and he's doing his last shows. Like, yeah. It's got a big arc. And, um, it was like four years later and like he goes and three other people are filming a doc. And so about, about amazing Jonathan. Oh, because this news was announced and oh, then weird. amazing Jonathan, like, doesn't die after a year (laughs) and so the guy is like you got all these people filming you like are you trying to fake your own death are you trying to like do this and it and it's like they go in to like take advantage of this dying man yeah and then in the middle of the movie he confronts that yeah you know and he he takes a look at himself and he is like what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, are we taking advantage of a dying man for the right. sake of like making a good doc? And it, I really liked it from a filmmaking standpoint where it really confronted all the motives of what it is to make a documentary. Yeah. And I've never, I've never seen a documentary really kind of like handle the punches that way because it could have handled it by sidestepping all those things and been like, this is the documentary that we were meant to make. We had a clear vision the whole time of like what we were going to do and you never see the editing process. Yeah. And it was a really good like look behind the scenes to be like, to really be honest and confront um, yeah. their own motives. Well, that I, I thought, I thought a, it was really good. It's on Hulu yeah, right now. Yeah, I was now. just going to say yeah. it's available now if you want to see it. Yeah. Two more quick ones. Oh yeah, yeah, let's do it. There's smaller films that uh, may not have gotten as much attention as they needed uh, one is a really, as a director, I've really grown to like, and he's been at the festival a bunch, is Bob Byington. Oh, I thought you were saying as a director. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> I, know, I, I know you're a star now. <laughs> it was great to see you director. on screen. I, I that was big, my own life. That was big. That was fun. Uh, no, uh, the director is really uh, great. He's been like a friend to the festival, uh, Bob Byington, and his film, Francis Ferguson. Okay. There, it's such an... It's such a specific tone to his movies that I've really come to like. They've got this very, like, I saw that he was in, the director was in a Hal Hartley movie, and I'm like, that kind of makes sense. You guys have a similar kind of cool tone, not ostentatious, but kind of heady. Ostentatious? Yeah, but it's very funny, too. I mean, obviously, it's a comedy, but it's about a woman, a young teacher who has an affair with her student and the repercussions of it. But it's all done in a very dry, dark manner, which... And there's some great performances in it. That one is a great what one. What is the name of it? Uh, Francis Ferguson, which I believe is going to be online soon. Okay. Um, I didn't and, see that. Either. Yeah, that one is great. Uh, his movies in general. He did Seven Chinese Brothers with Jason Schwartzman. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love yeah. that. Love Infinity that. Baby, which was here a, a year or two yeah. ago, a couple years ago. Um, and then a small film called Driveways, uh, which had Brian Dennehy in it. 
love okay. a Brian Dennehy. We love Brian. Um, it's just a very, it's a movie I probably wouldn't have sought out had I not been there. I was like, oh, I got to do a Q&A. And the, uh, Andrew Ahn is the director who was super great in the Q&A and really good guy. Um, but his movie is a very sweet movie just about this old retired vet uh, who and a young boy and his mom move in next door and they become friends. The sweet a little boy and an old man becoming friends. You are going to cry all the time. And it's not like over the top, like hardships. I mean, there's definitely a conflict, but it is so sweet, the relationship. There's a scene, Brian Dennehy with his big blocky head and his adorable little boy eating peanut butter sandwiches together and talking about times in their life that they puked. (laughs) And that is the first time I teared up. That is great. It's a silly thing, but you're like, oh, they're really bonding and it's really touching. That's a really good movie. I was, I think that's a one that could fly under the radar, but people should really check out. I saw Coven. Oh, <laughs> how was that? It was so much fun, yeah. and that was like the Mark did a Q and A afterwards, which is probably like most of the reason to see the movie. It's, it's, it was great in Q and As. It was it was worth it for the Q and A alone. Yeah. It's, it's like a lot of times, a lot of times. Yeah. The Q and A is difficult for the audience. Can be, yeah. You know, it's like it's happening after the movie. A lot of people want to leave. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that want to stay. There's like a, is this going to be interesting or not? Yeah. Um, but the Q and A for Mark, it was like, it was late. It was raining. Yeah. And he was like, I know it's raining. I know you don't have to be here. <laughs> he was like, you can leave if you want to. Yeah. And he like Mark is just he's so aware and he's so funny. And he's also so thoughtful and yeah. yet so like laid back and casual at the same time. Yeah. He is just he's just such a treasure. I yeah. love that dude. And so, like seeing him talk, um, it's just like I'd I'd watch this dude all the time. Right. Yeah. So And you can I think he has a radio show you can listen he to. He does, it, I know. <laughs> yeah. So um That's we'll great. next year. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. It was a fun time. Good we'll, time. I think we may do it again next year. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, I wrote a poem about the festival. Oh, yeah. If you missed that episode of Cinebuds, I did the magic of the festival where I talked about all my favorite little moments. Yeah, check that out. Okay. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. (laughs) Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician who was in Iceland last week, Brett Newski. I see news. We, you see news. Um, we get uh, we get support from Associated Bank yes, and Steinhoffel's Furniture. Thank you both. Um, uh, we also get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab. It's like a little workshop. Yes. <laughs> in a way. We also get support from eighty-eight from members from eighty-eight nine yep. Radio Milwaukee and all these new members yeah, from, from Milwaukee, Milwaukee Film. Film. Welcome, and we love you. And that's it. Yep. That's that's enough. That's plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to Cinebuds. You're listening right now, so you probably found us. Um, so thank you. Good job. Thanks for taking it out. <laughs>